This is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we are in the chapter 10 of Mark. We're going to go over two particular sections. Jesus is foretelling his death for a third time, and James and John make one of the most unusual requests of somebody who's telling them they're dying ever. So we're going to unpack this with David and Hattie, and I hope that God inspires you through this section. Hi, Hattie. Hi. Hi, David. Hi. What are we doing today? Well, we're still in Mark chapter 10. We're going to start with with verse 32. And James and John are going to ask a really unusual question based on what Jesus says beforehand. Well, this has been kind of an unusual chapter talking about eternal life. Well, it kind of continues with that theme a little bit. But first, Jesus is going to talk about his death. Again? Yeah, Hattie, again. So, let's start with verse 32. And they, talking about Jesus and his disciples, were on the road going up to Jerusalem. And Jesus was walking ahead of them, and they were amazed. And those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. Whoa! That's a whole bunch of stuff. Wait, mock, what does that mean? Mock means make fun of him. First of all, that's not nice, but that's the nicest thing in this list. True. Spit I got. What's flog? Well, at that time, actually, flogging had a limitation because they knew they could kill people with flogging. So it was, the limitation was they could flog somebody 40 times minus one. And what a flog was, or they could also, depending on the situation, called it a cat of nine tails, was a handle and essentially nine strips, usually of leather or some other flexible like rope or something. And sometimes they had knots in the end. Sometimes they had glass or pottery shards or something in the end. So when they, they hit somebody, they would put them against a post. They would swing this thing at them. It would wrap around them. Those things would grab them on the side and just rip open the flesh. Yikes! That'd be 
mad and scared. Why would people do that to anybody? That's a good question. That's a good question. Jesus did all that for us. He did. He did. And that doesn't even count the cross. Like, we haven't even got that far. You're right. You're right. And, and, and wasn't the cross worse than flogging? Well, especially after all of that. The cross, even if you don't nail somebody up to a cross... Um, they've had various studies about this, but even if you take a very healthy young man and you put them on the cross without nails and have them stay there, they start having problems with heart rate and all of that in less than 30 minutes. Jesus went through all of that for us? You mean he loves us that much? He does. He does, Hattie. He loved us enough to put up with all of this. Wow. Yeah. So what James and John do? Well, let's keep reading. Verse 35, And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know if I went up to my mom and dad and asked them, or even my teacher at school and asked them, I want you to do whatever you want me to do, that answer would be automatically no. <laughs> well, <laughs> and Jesus doesn't automatically tell them no. Interestingly enough, he kind of turns it back into a question. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. So they were thinking, after Jesus tells them all that's going to go on, all that ugliness we just discussed, they're thinking that when Jesus rises again, that he's going to be sitting on a throne, and they want to sit on the right and the left hand? Yes, that is the picture that they had in mind. So they didn't say, I'm sorry, Jesus, that you're going to have to go through all this or, or nothing? Nope, they didn't. Well, yeah, it's kind of an audacious question. Um. But Jesus doesn't treat it as audacious. And it's interesting because, you know, they'd been afraid. They'd been afraid to ask him questions. They'd been afraid to respond to this. And he tells them he's going to rise again in three days. And here's the thing. At least James and John believed that. Now, they were probably a little insensitive about it, but they believed it. Oh, Yeah. They'd been in the group of disciples the whole time when they'd been called ye of little faith a time or two. Exactly. So the fact that they they didn't let it scare them anymore was something that Jesus didn't, didn't condemn them for this questioning. 
Wow, you mean we can ask Jesus honest questions? Yes, all the time. Jesus is the best, best one to ask honest questions. Prayer is the best place to bring those things. And I know that we can't hear like God's voice audibly, at least I don't. Um, But he does give us his word and he does give us his spirit and he does give us other people to help talk through these things and pray with us. God gives his answers in a variety of ways. And so, yes, we can bring any question to him. Wow. That's amazing. It really is. It really is amazing. So we're going to continue with the conversation here. Jesus said to them, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, we are able. And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. With the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. So Jesus doesn't really tell them anything negative, except that he tells them they don't know what they're asking. Well, I could have told them they didn't know what they were asking, but I probably would have been a lot more blunt than Jesus about it. Yeah, and the other disciples got a little ticked off at this. Um, in verse 41, and when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. You think that's what James and John were wanting? They were wanting to be in charge? I think that's exactly why Jesus said what he was going to say here. I think that's, and I do think that's the point that they were trying to come up with. And I think that's why the other disciples were upset. They're like, you guys want to be in charge, really? It's not like all of us haven't been here. You know, I I think there was this little back and forth. And Jesus is saying, so you're thinking that my kingdom is going to be run like the kingdoms you've seen run, essentially is what he's saying here. But... Verse 43, it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. Wow, that turns the tide. I bet James and John kind of felt challenged there. You know, I bet they did too. I I bet they either wanted to take a question back or they wanted to, um, or it challenged them to do that. John ended up being the longest lived of the disciples and he did end up serving Jesus 
by taking care of his mother Mary. And so so this is a very revealing question. This is a very interesting question. It's like, okay, if you want those things and I tell you that how to get those things and what's going to happen because you get those things are very different than what you think. Do you still want it? And that's a good question. It's a good question to ask. Are we willing to really, really follow Jesus to the point that we may be the ones appointed to be on his right hand and his left? To do that means we have to be servant. And he goes even further. Verse 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus is telling them that they got to be just like their teacher. If they're going to be students, they got to be just like their teacher. Right. I think that's one of the hard things about following Jesus is he, he did love others even when they didn't love him and stuff. You're right. But that makes the world a better place. I mean, if we were all jabbing and punching at each other all the time, nobody would get anything done. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Jesus' way is always better. It's just not easier. You're right, Hattie. <clears throat> Let's pray. Dear Jesus, first of all, we we have to thank you and we have to honor you because you came not to be served, but to serve. And you could have come to be served, to, to be served. You could have come as King of Kings and Lord of Lords and told this whole world to knock it off from the very beginning, but you didn't. You came to ransom us. And Jesus, that's mind-blowing because it is so opposite from the way we think and the way our world works. So Lord, we thank you for being a servant to us. We thank you for serving us. We thank you for ransoming us. And because you've done that, you've given us a blueprint. So Lord, we ask that we share your story and we, we give to you in return. By being servants to others, that we pay it forward. And Lord, may many find out about you through our service to you. In your precious and holy name, to you be the glory and the power and the honor in the kingdom forever and ever. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Bye, guys. We've got one more story in chapter 10. So that'll be, that'll be awesome. Wow, that'll be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. See you later. See you later, David. This has been Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and I hope that this has served you. I hope that this has shared with you what Jesus did as a ransom for you and for me. If you want to know more about Jesus, please send me a quick email with the subject line podcast at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. God loves you. And remember, you are one of his excellencies. by grace too and if you're listening to this podcast i wanted to say thank you and there are various things you can do as a next step number one if you need to know more about jesus being your savior and lord please get a hold of me via email at trained by grace Two, all one word trained by grace trained t-r-a-i-n-e-d by grace Two, at gmail.com and put in the subject line podcast um, for all of these options. So if you need to know more about Jesus, please get a hold of me. Or someone you know who knows Christ. Um, if you would like to be part of this prod- podcast proclaiming His Excellencies, you can put subject line podcast. would like to be part of proclaiming God's Excellencies. If you would like to have a resource, have a Bible sent to you, please put that in the email. If you have a prayer request, put that in the email. So thank you for getting in touch with me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And may you be blessed um, and know Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And remember, you are one of God's excellencies.